Yeah, welcome back to the Freigas podcast. I have a special guest today. Uh, her name is Stefanka. Hi, nice to meet you, Stefanka, that you're here. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really looking forward to our conversation and all that will come up for us and the listeners. So thank yeah. you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much for taking your time. And did I pronounce your name right, by the way? I wasn't sure. Stepan Stepanka? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a, it is an unusual name, I know. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure because there's no, uh, no age, like PH, mm. you know, between it. But yeah, anyway, um, you would like to introduce yourself uh, for those who don't know you. Yes. So totally. So I am a clinical hypnotherapist and women's empowerment coach. And I help women to overcome anxiety, fears, insecurities, and anything which is holding them back from really living their life fully. Mm -hmm. And I am obviously using the tools I have studied for many years, as well as I am using my own experience because it is something I had been struggling a lot with in the past. However, I feel that we don't only need the scientific proven techniques and I do combine those with the energetic principles and that's how I combine them. So I help my clients reprogram their subconscious mind, but also I help them to really embody that essence of what they desire to experience in life. And that's something that really helped me because I tried both. Uh, both ends of the stick, but I think you know it needs to be somewhere in the middle, combining both. Mm -hmm. So combining kind of the the energy aspect, you would say, and maybe the subconscious work, like the hypnotherapy. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, really. I my approach is slightly spiritual as well. It has been influenced by my own spirituality and i feel that so many women out there crave that deeper connection it is not all about the psychology tools that can be really helpful you know to overcome different blocks in your mind but we are hungry for something more than just that if that makes sense so it, so i find that my own approach is somewhere in between i combine both the energetic principles which is the spirituality as well as the scientific proven techniques such as hypnosis cognitive behavioral therapy and and more mm -hmm. beautiful that's so so nice and i think it's such an important aspect you said here because um um we have to come to recognize that we are spiritual beings really um yeah. like i think especially nowadays um we we really have to come to realize that everyone from us is really spiritual and you know and that it's like something apart from us it is actually inside of us and we just like on this human yeah in this human body and just experience um you know like all these human experiences but yeah, like we're so amazing beings really and we're like so capable of so many things and um i would really like to dive deeper into your story so let's say we go back 10 years from now um yeah how did your life look back then how was your inner world your outer world yeah just take us back mm -hmm. yes thank you so 
I would say that actually since I was a little girl, I struggled with fears, anxiety, and I was always really sensitive. Mm-hmm. And this stayed with me until my late teens, and that's where more problems resurfaced. But when I was a little girl, I was getting upset by many different things. And then my parents and my um, outside world would feed it back to me. Oh, she's too sensitive. She can't cope with this. So it, it became like my affirmation. You know, that I wasn't confident enough, that I was very anxious. And I kept repeating it to myself. I heard other people saying it. So it just really became part of my identity. And I identified myself with those qualities. Mm. And then when I was at high school, I think that when I really struggled with my own self-esteem, as well as I felt very anxious about about just going to high school, doing work, having exams, applying for university. All of these things were like breaking me out in a way. And that's the first time I actually reached out for help. I knew there was something more out there and I did not have to struggle as much. And I couldn't really put my finger on it. You know, why is it that I am struggling with a thing such as an exam? Mind you, I always had great results. But still, I was really worried about things. And then let's say my classmates who got worse results, always happy. And I was just wondering, what is it that is so different between us? And this is when I started seeing a a school counselor. And that's when I really recognized that this is what I want to do as well. I want to be a therapist. I want to guide other people on their own journey. And then uh, if we move, let's say, to my late teens and early 20s I was studying at university and this is when I started to struggle with really severe psychosomatic problems so I was getting sick I would be um, having high fever almost every other day I had stomach cramps and it was just unbearable it was at my first year at university and I got everything checked You know, I went to the doctors, saw everyone, and there was nothing wrong with my physical body. However, I was still having these so real health problems. And this is when I really recognized that actually this might be, this might be psychosomatical. It might be, you know, connected to my mind and my emotions. Mm -hmm. And when, you know, there is this saying, when the student is ready, the teacher comes or something along those lines. And this is when I met my first yoga teacher and she was also an Ayurvedic practitioner and a meditation teacher. And she has given me my first ever hypnosis recording and just for relaxation, just for calmness. And I knew even during the first yoga class, oh my God, this is it. You know, I found something really big something which will help me and when I listen to that deep relaxation using your subconscious mind I was buzzing I was like I found the holy grail (laughs) (laughs) wow what an experience (laughs) amazing wow so within days I literally got rid of my psychosomatic problems I got rid of the stomach ache fever. I'm not saying I was 100% confident. I'm not saying my self-esteem was flawless. Obviously, there was still space for progress, but what it really showed me is that if my thoughts 
if my mind was so powerful to make such an impact in my life, what could I do with it if I used it mindfully? What could I achieve in my life and in my health? Because there was a lot of health issues going on in general in my life since I was little. What, you know, what could I achieve if I used my thoughts the other way? Mm -hmm. So I could prosper, I could feel better, I could thrive in life instead of struggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Like that must have been such an yeah eye opener for you as well isn't it like do you think um that's when your kind of your spiritual journey started totally yeah definitely mm -hmm. i don't think i had called it a spiritual journey back then mm -hmm. because i think that would have freaked me out <laughs> but i was diving deeper into visualization into meditation and it was making a big impact in my life i was able to concentrate better i was able to focus on work at university and i also feel that it prepared me for what was coming because um, at the end of my first year at university in prague i realized this is not what i wanted to do in life this is not what i you know what, what was my life calling this wasn't my calling and i really wanted something different and funnily enough you know what i studied at university was german language and german literature oh really <laughs> yeah so you're connecting now with a german person <laughs> i know that's why i'm saying it it's so funny isn't it i was very much in love with literature and german language was something i really enjoyed it wasn't english <laughs> <laughs> wow but then but then it wasn't what i wanted to do for a living it, you know there i always knew there was something i could help people with and i really wanted to be of service and i know you probably know what i mean because you're doing it yourself you want to serve other people and guide them on their journey and and i think visualization really helped me back then and i was looking at the mind aspect a lot i wasn't looking too much into the energetic aspect i didn't realize how important our energy is mm -hmm. but you know i was learning a lot this was like the first phase when you just absorb mm -hmm. you read books and you go to workshops yoga workshops that you just learning and exploring but mm -hmm. definitely like you said definitely the beginning of my spiritual journey mm -hmm. oh that's that's so so nice um yeah and uh, thanks for taking us back to that moment so um yeah what did you do um afterwards then so you you said that it was not really your passion i mean the, the literature and and all that so um yes so how did you actually became the the coach you are now mm. So <laughs> this is when the roller coaster started. <laughs> <laughs> so I I feel because I had been working with myself during that first year, I was really recognizing that you know certain things I liked, certain things I didn't like, and I felt more confident about actually following what was lighting me up. And it was perhaps one of the first times I actually went against my parents well because i was always the good girl you know i was always doing well at school i was aiming for the right university i was doing all the right things but actually i was not happy 
I was so nervous and so anxious and I believe that my initial anxiety was connected to it because I wasn't really living my purpose and so I've decided to take a gap year and go abroad and this is how I got over to the UK to England and I I was taking a bit of time off just for a year to gain clarity to gain confidence and it was a school of life in a way meeting new people setting my own boundaries learning more about myself as a woman as well so I feel like it was important and then I decided to actually stay not go back to Prague to the Czech Republic where I was supposed to further study at university I was already accepted onto a different course but I just couldn't do it I what I did instead and this is when I really learned that giving up is not an option and when I first proved to myself that if I don't give up and I really follow my passion I can achieve it because I applied to university in the UK but I was denied I was rejected because I applied too late Mm -hmm. it was the end of August so they closed the the entrance exams or applications or whatever it was so I couldn't get there and I knew I did not want to go back and study either German language economics or whatever it was I didn't want it (laughs) so I started working with my first ever coach Mm -hmm. and I think that's where a lot of my own self-discovery started I did not give up I just went back to that university and back and I said you know I'll be able to get all the paperwork and I just I was so persistent and I kept visualizing my goal which was you know to become a therapist to study and help other people and I just kept focusing on that and guess what they accepted me without having the right paperwork at first without having the language exam and without all the other things I didn't have a loan in place you know because you have to either pay in full or have a loan in the UK I had nothing in place it was so last minute though they accepted me and I had a couple of weeks after we started to actually get it in place but and I I had this pattern in my life to give up Mm. you know if something is not easy looking something which will put me out of my comfort zone I would pull out I would just choose an easier option Mm. and this was the first time I didn't do it so it was a big big lesson wow amazing that's like so mind-blowing really (laughs) um so what did really help you do you think it was the really strong visualization to get to that university you mean Mm -hmm. so I definitely needed my coach I have to say that there was someone who I could speak to when I was crying and I said you know there is no chance I'm not gonna get there it's too late who am I to go around the rules you know why would they make an exception for me so there was this person and I think that that's why it's important what you and I do because we can be there behind other people and support Mm. them because even if you have read all the self-help books or spiritual books sometimes you need that other person's perspective their opinion their tools and this is you know she always helped me to go back three times I was rejected and every time I went back but I wouldn't have gone if it wasn't for her so 
I definitely visualized it and the passion was really strong. And I think that was really helps to know why you want that. You know, what is that? It's not just about getting to uni, is it? It's about what further along the journey. So I kept thinking of that and I don't know. I, I feel it was a big risk because I was risking losing place back home. So I took a big leap in a way. But her support, my visualization and the fact that I was still practicing what I had learned from my, you know, former yoga teacher, meditation, hypnosis, relaxation. So I was still using that just to help myself stay calm. <laughs> yeah just like bringing your mind kind of to silence and I think that's yeah. so important nowadays because we're like so stuck in our heads really you know and the, the thing is we start to believe our thoughts after a while if we actually don't know the difference if we never actually meditated and actually mm. you know you know came to a um realize that these are just thoughts they're not who you truly are yeah and i think it's also important what you said that you actually asked for help as well that you actually went to a coach because i know so many people they don't want to get help and they're like so proud of themselves and they're like mm. oh, no, i don't need help so what what would you say to people um who actually don't want to get help um but you know what what would they really benefit like when they ask for help yeah uh you might have noticed when i spoke about me being a student at grammar school or high school i already asked for help back then and i went to see a school counselor and then i got my coach when i was at university first year at university i was 19 but still you know i reached out and I would say that actually being in the presence of someone else, it brings your energy up. It brings your vibration up. So regardless of what technique they use or what, what exact tool you are using right now, just the fact that you commit yourself to getting better. You commit yourself to being in the presence of the other person that already uplifts you, knowing that there is someone behind you. And actually asking for help is not a weakness it is a sign of internal strength and when you do that when you take that step forward and you start working with someone and you are working on yourself you inspire other people mm -hmm. and this is something i really love because it is a chain reaction when even when i was 16 17 and i went to see that school counselor i got asked by my fellow classmates you know how come you are able to handle it now or what's going on and then as a result I actually helped um, a classmate of mine who was in really bad mental place and just because I was doing it myself and she saw it I, I felt better and you know she was worse than me she really struggled you know there I think there was even like a borderline to suicidal thoughts and so on so just because I was doing it, I inspired someone else. And then she felt so much better. So by rising, I sometimes call it rising. When we rise, other will want to rise with us. We can't ever force other people, but if you go and ask for help, you will actually inspire 
so many other people and you will be able to give more of yourself to your family to your mm -hmm. friends to your partner mm -hmm. yeah i can totally agree with that i think once you actually start healing your own your own wounds your own past and you um you kind of change yourself in a way like automatically your whole environment will change like you you don't even have to do anything really it will just happen yeah. and it's um yeah it's it's so wonderful really um i think your story and um like i would really like to dive deeper into the topic anxiety as well and um, why do you think a lot of people struggle nowadays with anxiety mm. so i feel there are many many different reasons and there is a different way of how men and women experience anxiety there are slight differences but anxiety is quite a broad thing so but on the other hand from my own experience and from my what see in my clients a lot of it are like a few different reasons and it builds up and it creates anxiety mm -hmm. from a spiritual point of view if i start there anxiety is when we don't trust ourselves we don't trust life and we feel that we are threatened it's not really safe mm -hmm. and from more of a psychology point of view again anxiety is quite a broad disorder there are so many different types of how you can experience whether it's social anxiety whether it is um general anxiety disorder there might be anxiety which is linked to only certain people in your life to certain situations in your life but um i would say that the way we have been brought up doesn't help either so my first experience with anxiety was because of the way i look because when i was growing up all i saw on tv were like models or very skinny celebrities i was reading magazines for teens where back then you know in my age when i was growing up you know there was loads of anorectic celebrities back then mm -hmm. and i saw them i saw it was something pretty so i was aiming to look the same to get skinnier and we grew up really in a diet society so as women we experience a lot of anxiety because of obviously appearance as well mm. and at the same time anxiety could be picked up from our families as well when we grow up as children we could see that our mom is panicking she's worried she's anxious about certain things children do that they are in a download mode and they could is how they learn to speak move do things they copy their parents they copy other people in their life so this could be another thing we can actually learn anxiety and we can take it on from other people it could be something that we learn unconsciously it's not that the child decides oh i want to be anxious like my mom but we see that response and we copy it usually up to like seven years old children do copy a lot they pick up on behavior of their parents but it is important to remember that whatever your anxiety looks like and whatever was the cause you can um overcome it because any anxiety is a learned behavior it is a response 
and we need anxiety. Anxiety is what keeps you alive when there is a lion chasing you. Anxiety mm -hmm. is what will help you and kick in that fight or flight response when there is a car which is just about to hit you. So that mm -hmm. is healthy anxiety. So we can't like get rid of anxiety. But if it gets out of hand, if it's you know if you feel constantly tense if you feel like the fight or flight response is constantly on so to speak then you know it's becoming a problem and you need to ask for help mm -hmm. did so, it answer your question <laughs> totally yeah no, thanks so much for for sharing all of that and i think you yeah you mentioned so many things really and um especially the part that you know that we can't trust others we can't trust yeah. ourselves and i experienced that in my own life that um you know i, I was always wondering where does it actually come coming from like where yeah. do things like these trust issues come from like how can they build up maybe yeah. also social cues yeah yeah definitely i i, I do like combining both points of view really um, because it's not just about the physiology and about the hormones it could be the beliefs which are behind it so I believe that actually the time when we were growing up a lot of us were not spiritually aware if that makes sense so we grew up in that age when we have to face everything ourselves and we, if there are no spiritual beliefs whatsoever, it can feel quite overwhelming. It can feel like I am alone. I have so much to carry and you might literally feel like you have this burden on your back and you carry it. And things can be dangerous because this is what we are being fed by the media as well. Life is dangerous. The crime rate is rising. You know, you can't trust people. You can't trust yourself. You can't trust them. You can trust finances because you know the next ah oh, completely lost the word <laughs> the, the next recession that's it the next recession could come anytime or it could be that the government can't be trusted so the media is constantly feeding us with loads of negativity and because i am a hypnotherapist i knew that actually by listening to radio listening to news watching it and adverts it literally puts you in in a type of hypnosis in a way especially have you ever experienced when you are watching a program and let's say your partner or your mom or a friend asks you oh did you want this for dinner and then you're like yeah 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 do it later on or something because you are just watching the tv program and you don't you hardly know what the other person said or you might answer something completely different yeah, totally. <laughs> and it's, it's yeah. type of hypnosis so you you are focused and concentrated on it your mind is really open mm -hmm. to suggestions mm -hmm. and i think that's where a lot of fear comes from mm -hmm. on the other hand you know the world is getting better mm -hmm. the crime rate is decreasing you know, if you compared it to 20 years ago, we have so many security things in place and there is so much to be happy about. There is so many good things going on, but we don't see them because we are being shown that negativity. And I think that's where, why a lot of women fear. Mm -hmm. And then once you start really developing that trust that there is a power greater than me mm -hmm. and I am meant to thrive 
I am meant to have a good life and I love to compare this to nature because that is something you can just go outside and see it that nature is not holding back it is growing a tree is always growing it's not like it thrives for five years and then it thinks like oh I've been taking up too much water too much sunshine maybe I should shrink <laughs> no it's always growing always expanding and when we stop mm -hmm. doing that that's when we are dying in a way mm -hmm. yeah yeah totally and I think nature is our greatest teacher really like we Absolutely. can just copy so many things um from nature and just like see also that in nature nothing is really perfect but that's the beauty yeah. behind it like everything every, that's the perfection yeah yeah and you, you can actually interpret it into our human world that you know everyone is different everyone is looking different but everyone is beautiful and unique in their own way and um you know i i really believe that you know, I think, yeah, the, the more we work on ourselves and the more we actually put light on all the things we don't want to see any, anymore, really, um, the more actually we can heal the world and we can really um, try to make this world a better place. And um, what do you think were the, the things that helped you to overcome society? So do you have any tools you could maybe share with the podcast guests? yeah definitely so i think when i started it was definitely asking for help if you need it that's like the biggest rule i would say and from my personal experience it was meditation to have a regular practice and not just to do a meditation once a week or every or when it gets worse you know not don't go to use the tool when it's like really bad i think when you build up a practice that's when it helps on a regular basis and you are able to stay calmer and just to deal with things better like my temper changed a lot because of it you know i don't get triggered as often mm. or i don't get annoyed with people because i'm just i'm just more calm and i'm just more relaxed about things and things don't get me out of balance as quickly as it used to happen so for me definitely meditation or hypnosis either or and do it as often as i can and to have a regular practice like a morning routine or an evening routine or if you work on a regular basis then just find time to actually do it and another thing was journaling that's a big thing for me and it really helps me because sometimes we can sit with that anxiety we can feel something's going on there we are feeling tense nervous anxious and we can't really put our finger on what it is mm. so i feel that this is a great tool to actually explore why am i feeling like this what is really triggering me what has triggered me what am i being anxious about worried about and it might be something as clear as oh i'm actually worried about paying the rent this month mm. And just because you get clear on that little thing, you then are more able to actually look, this is what I could do, this is what could help me, and I can release that worry because there are actually things I can do. Or on another occasion, it might be something quite irrational. So it might not be as straightforward as paying rent. It might be, um, it's just because 
the pictures I've seen on Instagram, you know, mm. or women looking this way or people having this sort of money and so on. Mm-hmm. And that is actually quite irrational comparison. So mm-hmm. then you can actually question the type of thinking. You can look at it differently and see actually this is quite, you know, it's a stupid thing to really be comparing myself, my worst day to someone else's best day. So I always give my clients to those little tools how they can, you know, look into that anxiety and see what's really behind it. And once you know it, you become more relaxed. Mm. And another tool, and I think that is really, really important, actually, is to consume things that light you up, that, you know, feed your soul, whether it is this podcast, whether it is another podcast, whether it is reading a book, just making that time and space for yourself to grow and expand, because there might be that new way of thinking you need to learn about but it could be even fiction even reading fiction but in a way that really uplifts you because you can learn so much from other people's experience Mm. from other people's thoughts so consuming positive media consuming positive things really helps me and that is an easy tool you could do this on your way to work you could listen to it on a bus you Mm. know so that's another great thing i think just feeding your mind and you know, feeling more uplifted by doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's, I think it's so um, important what we actually feed ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, it is kind of like food for us in a way. It's like, yeah, it's, definitely. Yeah, it's energy. And, you know, I think sometimes we're just not so conscious about what actually mm. put in our heads. And then, like, one thought can lead to another thought. Mm-hmm. And, um so how can we actually reframe and study to maybe look at from another way that it's actually not bad because i think a lot of people think of anxiety oh, i don't want to feel that you know they're trying to push it away how can you yeah start to reframe it for yourself and maybe start to accepting it as well yeah i think you you've got it there it is about accepting because if there is something going on, a negative emotion, we try to fight it, either push it away and numb it. And when we try to numb it, it could be even with an addiction, overeating, uh, abusive relationship, or something else that will, you know, replace that negative emotion, just hide it, so we just push it away. On the other hand, it becomes much easier when we sit with it and we accept it this is what I'm feeling right now and it is okay and I totally love teaching my clients and my my listeners to my own podcast about the power of emotions because the fact that we are feeling what we often call a negative emotion is actually a gift it is a miracle because this is how our body communicates with us and this is the best communication. It never fails. Emotions never fail. So when I feel that sadness, it is a message about something. When I feel anger, it is again a message. And I like to use that metaphor that emotions are a scale. And let's say on the top, you have got happiness, bliss, all the amazing emotions. And it slowly goes down through hopelessness and negativity. Um, then perhaps 
sadness, anger, despair. Mm. And you are constantly moving up and down on that scale. And it tells you so much about you, about your life and about your thoughts. If I am feeling sadness, it means I have been engaging in type of sad thoughts. So then again, look, what has been going on in my life? What type of thoughts have I been having recently? How can I change this? And it's never, ever about making a huge jump all the way to the top because that's what we expect. Mm. Okay, I've been sad, now I should be happy again. Mm. And we put so much pressure on ourselves, but sometimes it is about taking a baby step up. Mm. So even a movement from really deep sadness to anger can be an improvement because there is an emotional improvement. If, let's say, you lose a loved one, if you lose a person, you might be really sad, you might feel in despair, really negative, lower emotions. But then there might be a phase when you go through a phase of anger. And actually there is an improvement. So just be okay with it. It's, don't criticize yourself for feeling that because then you will take another step and you might feel negativity. Then you might take another step and you might feel maybe hope. Then you will take another step and you will feel, let's say, more positivity. And then you will gently climb up. So don't worry about taking huge jumps when you mm. have these emotions. Be with them. Don't try to numb them out, push them away, but take them as messages from your body because your body is your best friend and it always communicates with you. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Like our body is yeah the communicator um with us and it just shows us where we actually have to focus on and really our emotions are such a beautiful beautiful thing and i think especially women they they don't want to be too emotional they want to they don't want to show their emotions that much and nowadays and i, I think it's important what you said it's more about like the little baby step instead of this huge massive step and i think everyone thinks that you know like if you want to change something then it has to be massive you know like you, you have to go to the top of the staircase and um you know and then my life will be totally changed but it's yeah it's more about like the little tiny step and um how do you think can we be more gentle to ourselves especially if we're criticizing ourselves a lot yeah so i like to use this metaphor you know if you when you are having a negative self-talk for example imagine that you are talking to your best friend would you say this to your best friend or even better would you say this to a little baby to a little child would you talk like this to a child because in a way we all have that inner child that's getting abused by us over and over again mm -hmm. so definitely that just change your internal talk if you are being critical and remember that it is always about the baby steps because what looks like a huge overnight success is never an overnight success mm -hmm. it is always loads and loads of tiny baby step behind it mm -hmm. and when you do put pressure on yourself and you keep engaging in that negative and critical inner thought it will affect everything 
it will affect how other people respond to you because you will be lingering in this type of energy and then you will just attract more of it mm. and thoughts are like energy once you start engaging in one negative thought it will attract another one and another one and another one and if you are critical to yourself the chances are that other people will criticize you as well because we are in that vibration it is all very much connected our interactions with other people are connecting to how we interact with ourselves because that's where it starts like you said earlier on if we want to save the world we need to save ourselves first <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do really like we always think ah we first have to help others and then we will be fulfilled and we will feel happy but yeah it's most of the time not like that because um if you're just putting your own shadow things away of course they will come up in a, another way and you will just attract more of that um after a while and um yeah the interview is um coming to an end and i always have like some questions that i ask my guests at the end and um, so is there a book you would really recommend someone to read about anxiety maybe oh that is an interesting one <laughs> it's just because i'm a huge book lover this is like the most trickiest question anyone could ever ask me <laughs> i mean I don't think I would recommend like specifically like anxiety book, but I would recommend a book which I believe combines a lot which we have talked about today, as well as it really goes well with probably what your listeners like because you are very much in your feminine and you have that beautiful energy around you. So I believe that your listeners they will like that type of stuff. And I think a great, great book, and perhaps you know it yourself, would be by Rebecca Campbell. Mm. Either Light is the New Black or Rise is the Rise. And I feel that has that beautiful feminine essence for your female listeners, as mm. well as it does have a lot of the principles of what we have talked about today, such as you know, listening to that internal voice, setting your healthy boundaries with other people and managing your thoughts and focusing on the good things. So I feel that she merges a lot of the things we have talked about today. So definitely Rebecca Campbell would be like a great book to read. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny because before you actually said it, like the book came into my head and that's the, the book I'm reading at the moment as well. So I'm like, ah, ah how funny is that? Connected. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. I did not actually think you was going to ask me this. So it's not like I even thought about it before. I literally just thought I'll recommend this book. <laughs> so cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really great book. I can totally recommend her as well um yeah imagine i would give you a microphone and this microphone is connected to every radio station on the world and um every tv show and everyone can also um yeah understand english so that's not a problem and like everyone from the world could listen to you and uh, what would be like three things you would like to share with the world Oh, that's a big one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is interesting. So, 
I would definitely recommend to start with yourself, to love yourself unconditionally. And when you do that, you will automatically be kinder and more loving to other people. And I believe that is what we need in this world and to animals, to the planet, everything, because it is all about love. And when we feel that hatred, because hatred towards others is always hatred towards yourself as well, in a way. So love yourself, do your self-love work. <laughs> and when we do that, we create a ripple effect of positivity in the whole world. So I believe we could heal the whole world and we could be all happy and peaceful if all, if all of us did this work. Uh, another thing I would probably say and recommend would be to follow your desires. Mm. And this is your heart, your soul, your higher self guiding you. And if there is something which you desire when you have that dream and goal and your logical mind says not possible, <laughs> you know, way out of your comfort zone, not able to achieve that, don't listen to that because if it wasn't possible, you wouldn't have had that desire the mm -hmm. fact that you are having that desire you have that vision that goal for yourself or others it means that it definitely is possible mm. and did you say three yes <laughs> i've got one more to go <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the third thing would be to really spend time with yourself doing the things that light you up, that really fill your cup all the way up so that it's overflowing. Mm. And it is not always about doing, doing, pushing, being productive. It is about really enjoying life and feeling pleasure of being alive and doing things that soothe your soul, doing things that nourish your body because it is all connected. Mm -hmm. And actually self soothing or self-care is the antidote to anxiety to busyness to that busy crazy mind mm -hmm. and they are connected it's the classical chicken egg scenario or case when you know when you don't do self-care you will feel more anxious and then you feel anxious you feel like you have no time but it's actually when you need that self-care the most so it's like a cycle so definitely mm -hmm. break it with having that time, time for yourself, for your soul, for your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, thank you so, so, so much. Um, everyone in the world is now applauding you. <laughs> it's exciting. Thank you. It's like, oh, man, she's such a great woman. <laughs> um, yeah, dear Stefanka, thank you so, so much for taking your time for this beautiful interview. And um, yeah, where can people find you? Thank you so much for having me, firstly. And yes, you can definitely find me on social media. I have a private group for women on Facebook, which is called the Empowered Women. Shine bright and be yourself. And that is where I do sometimes free card reading sessions, where I daily post something which is inspirational, motivation, but it is also a sisterhood. So when another woman needs support, they can post and share things. As well as I, I am on Instagram at Stefanka 
underscore Kuralova. <laughs> Difficult name. <laughs> <laughs> and I have my own podcast, which was launched in December, and this is called the Inner Glow Podcast. Mm-hmm. And I share anything that will help you to feel more empowered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. I will put everything in the show notes. And thank, yeah, you. thank you again so much. And I think it's so powerful um, the work you're doing and you're empowering women. And um, yeah, thanks so much um, just for your being. <laughs> thank you. I really, really enjoyed it. And you have such beautiful, loving energy. So it was my pleasure. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> Take care. Bye bye. You too. Thank <laughs> you.